Faith Legacy starts here. You're listening to the 3D Legacy Podcast, where we encourage and empower you to build a legacy of faith in your children and the next generation. Hello, 3D Legacy family. How's everybody doing today? Um, It's been a while since I've podcasted a little bit. Um, Been just kind of taking a break from, you know, holidays and things like that and getting into the Christmas season and just kind of resetting. And, you know, I have a tendency to just put out, put out, put out, but I just felt the call to rest, rest. So that's what I did for a couple weeks. And um, Lord's been laying on my heart just some new, fresh things and ideas and super thankful always for his revelation and as we stay close to him and his word just thankful to serve such an amazing savior and you know christmas season that's exciting um you know getting prepared for everything to come and working on some blogs and thoughts and everything like that of just you know just different things that are happening and what god's been laying on my heart this year um but just really enjoying my children and really um focusing on just you know, even though this is a different Christmas season than it normally would be for us, um, still taking the time to do new things and exciting things and just really enjoy and reset back to just the true reason of the season. But, you know, that's not what I'm going to talk about today. Actually, today, what we're going to talk about is reaction to action. Um, I like our, um, this podcast, or at least this series rather, to follow along with our episodes of Spaceship Wonder. If you have not seen Spaceship Wonder, your kids will love it. It is on JFA Kids First on our YouTube channel. If you just click in JFA Kids First, um, you will see all we have right now, seven full-length episodes, as well as several shorts that you can just watch with your family and learn more about God. And these podcasts go along with that show. So we kind of do a kid concept of it in Spaceship Wonder, but then we also do, this is like more of an adult version, like just kind of us thinking about it from a parent adult lens. So that's, that's that for reaction to action. So that episode was released right before Thanksgiving. So it's there. You can see it. That one was a fun, fun one to do. Um, but, uh, just so you know where that is coming from. Also too, um, if you are church, jfa.church, if you download our app, all of the episodes are there too, ad free and everything like that. So you can just go through and watch the episodes and they're already there uploaded, which is really cool. Um, so thankful for that and the technology that we have and the team that we have that gets those things done. And um, just just thankful, thankful, thankful for all those things. So let's dive into reaction to action. Um, and just from an adult lens and um, what that even means, because, you know, this whole series is meant for more how God takes us from good to great, ordinary to extraordinary, better to best. Um, So this one, reaction to action. How can we look at something and not just react to it, but let that lead us into action, where the emotions that we have translate into a solution? How can we get out of our feelings and get into a solution-providing mode? Um, So just kind of so you can kind of get where I'm coming from here, Um, how many of us have kids that tend to get upset or be emotional and 
how many of us tend to be upset or emotional or angry. And sometimes if we're going to be really real about things, we want to sometimes just live there and stay there for a little bit. Sometimes I know I'm like, I'm mad about something and I just kind of enjoy being mad for a while for lack of a better way to put it. Um, Sometimes we just have those times that we just want to be emotional and I don't want to do anything about it. I just kind of want to sit there and wallow or I'll see a need and I see something. Well, that's something needs to be done about that. Something needs to be done about that. And, um, yeah, like one of the, you know, well, there's several things around my house that it's like, you know, that constant pile of dishes in the sink or laundry or whatever. But I know one thing right now I need to paint my bathroom and, and I bought the paint a really long last, last March, something like, <laughs> something like that. Uh, and it's just been sitting there because in my reaction, like in my emotion, I got the paint, I got all that ready. And I was like, but at the same time, it has not led to an action yet. Um, so we either have where we want to wallow in our emotions or we just want to gloss over the service and like say, oh yeah, that's too bad. Or yeah, I want to do something, but we never end up doing, um, now, granted, is there a time for rest and relaxation? Yes, of course. That's what I just was talking about, it, that sometimes the best solution is just to rest. But a lot of times we tend to live there too. So what I'm really going to be focusing on in this episode is how can we take our reaction and like go not from just live in our emotions and our reactions, but really how can we let that translate in that into true action? How can we actually make something happen because of the things that we're feeling? So let's dive into that. Um, so let's get started. All right, so reaction to action. For important things in life, we can't live in our emotions. There are some things we simply need to act on. We need to make sure that they get done. And we can't let our emotions dictate whether or not they get done. You know, think of just anything like working out, oh, ouch, um, or eating healthy. Sometimes like we tend to be like, oh, I'm not feeling up to it today and we don't do it. Now, exercising, eating healthy, yes, those are important things, but I'm talking about like make it or break it, your eternal soul kind of things. Thinking about going to church or coming to Jesus or doing devotions together as a family or reading the Bible. Those are, if you're looking at everything in your life, Those are the make or break things. Those are the things that are non-negotiables. They're not in the realm of whether or not I should exercise today, whether or not I should eat an extra piece of fruit or vegetables. Church, Jesus, all that, that is not in the same category. And I think we have a tendency sometimes to put it into our list of things to do. But remember, it's, as we've said before, or as I've said before in this podcast, it is everything. And so we can't let our emotions dictate to us when we should come to Jesus, when we should come to church. We can't let it, well, I'm feeling it, so yeah, I will. Or yeah, I should do that. We can't do that. Um, And I know that's that's convicting to all of us because not all of us, in fact, I don't think any of us are there 100% um, that we are seeking and 
consistent and faithful to God. Um, none of us, I think, are there yet. And maybe maybe some somewhere, but um, that's it tends to be an area of difficulty for us. And especially in the season where, you know, we have all the options of, you know, doing this and watching church online later or whatever. And not saying that that's, that's fine. That's wonderful that we have those options and thankful that we live in a season that we can. But we have to when we're talking, what I really want to focus in in this moment is just that reaction. Yeah, I should be doing that, but leading it into an action. There's great things in the world like date night or time with your children or, you know, what you do um, as a family. Those are all great, but I'm just, I really want to focus in on the spiritual matters right now. Um, from the spiritual side, those are things that we need to be doing. We need to be reading the Bible. We need to be, you know, participating in church, whether it's online or in person. Um, we need to be doing family devotions and we need to be making that a priority. I know that God's been really convicting me on that. I just literally released a family devotional, literally. And, um, you know, as soon as it came out, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go through it with my kids and it's going to be great. And, da, 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 da. and we got through about day five, six, and then it just like life happened and it stopped. And I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Because that's just, that's truly where we are. But the thing is, is le- letting that lead to action, letting that lead to action. So for us, when we think about reaction to action, we simply have to be thinking about acting when we don't feel like it, even when when we feel it, when we don't feel it, acting because it's the right thing to do. As parents, it's up to us to train up our children, not letting our kids tell us that, hey, mom, I want to read the Bible, or hey, mom, I'm going to do this, but being the leader there. If they do that and they tell you that, that's fabulous. But being the leader in the spiritual leader in your home and in home discipleship, that is, that's our job. That's our job as parents to make sure that that happens, to make sure and commit to that when we feel like it, we don't feel like it. I I was raised in a time where we were there. We had no choice. Like, did I want to do it all the time? No. But at the same time, I didn't have a choice in the matter. I wasn't given a choice in the matter. And at the same time, because of that, I know today, like that's, that's how I raise my kids too. You don't really have a choice whether you're feeling it or not. You've got to do it. We can't just say, oh yeah, well, this is something I should be doing, but actually let's do it. Let's go. Um, Whether we feel like it, whether we don't, let's just make that make that jump and let's do it. We take a step toward doing the right thing and not letting our emotions and how we're feeling in a given day be our drive. Um, so that's just a, just kind of a word for parents to probably a little strong, but it also is the truth. You know, it is the truth and how we move forward as a family. We've got to make that our everything. Loving Jesus, knowing Jesus, that is our everything. And as parents, that is what reaction to action looks like in our personal lives. We have to act upon it. Emotions aside, we need to act upon it. But how we approach reaction to action with our children 
is a little bit different because we're training our children We're training them. We're training them to be solution providers. We are training them to go from reaction to action. And so we have to approach action and teaching them to act from a little bit different mindset. So we can't be the ones acting for them. Let me explain. Let me give you some real life examples here. How many of us... I'm guilty. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm already feeling the guilt overwhelm me. How many of us have asked our kids to clean the toy room or their room and got so frustrated with the way that they're doing it that we end up doing it ourselves? I'm raising both of my hands because that's happened on quite too many occasions to count. And I'm guilty and I know it. Or how many of us simply want to keep the peace in our home. So we say, okay, say sorry to your brother. Okay, say sorry to your sister. But they're still sulking away, huffing, puffing, you know, not happy with each other anymore. That's happened. Or, you know, even just even different things, like, for example, like, um, well, like, oh, you know, honey, you don't have to do it. Don't worry, I'll do it for you. Um, or you know you don't you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to and as parents i think a lot of times that's where we kind of mess up a little bit and i'm i'm right there with you and i'm just you know a lot of times when i speak on this podcast i'm speaking right to myself because i'm there with you i i do the same things too and so hopefully by me processing these thoughts out it'll help encourage you too but believe me i'm right there with you so as i said we're not we're training our kids we're not filling in their blanks blanks we have a tendency to act for them to help them do the right things and that ends up in a lot of half-hearted i'm sorry's begrudgingly cleaned rooms lack of commitment to get the job done because we get frustrated and do it for them. Um, So as parents, what we need to do when we think of reaction to action is we need to help our kids by resisting the urge to do everything for them and filling in their blanks for trying to be their happiness, for trying to be their joy, for trying to bless them with this and that and the other, or I'm so frustrated, I'm just going to get it done. Our jobs as parents are not meant to be easy. We know this. We know this. But truly, when we think about it from this perspective, our, our jobs get a little bit harder. So this is not a this is not a fun word to give, but at the same time, it's something we need to ponder and think about and let it kind of transform us and transform our parenting. So let me give you some four examples. And I know there's probably more, but just as over the past month, these are things that have just been really like just simmering in my heart. And God's been gently speaking to me about them just in my home. Um, So just to help you think about this reaction to action piece. So they're kind of scattered a little bit, if you will. Um, I don't feel like they're completely cohesive, but they're definitely, definitely clear examples of where God's been teaching me about this whole reaction to action and how to train my kids to get there. Um, So 
once again, in the trenches with you, you know, I'm doing this along with you, but hopefully just these thoughts will help encourage you. So the first one is um, forgiveness. Okay. Um, So real life example, let's say a child who shall remain nameless is in trouble. Okay. They're in the corner and they've had a really rough time of it. And, you know, that's that. They serve their time, four minutes, five minutes, whatever. And then, okay, what do you have to tell mommy? Okay. All right, go play. Now, that's fine. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. Not going to bash that because that's kind of where I've been. But one thing that God has been putting on my heart because one of my children has been spending a little bit more time than usual in the corner lately um, is that... God kind of showed my heart, like, ask them or tell them to come to you and ask to be forgiven. I was like, that's, that's weird. Okay. Which is true. Like, that's, that's true. So I called the child that was there and I said, okay, come over here. What do you need to tell mommy after they served their however much time in the corner and they refused to come and I was like oh come on (laughs) seriously like God you're telling me to do this okay fine so I said okay come here let's talk about this what why were you in the corner still refused to come and after after some time we finally got there where um where that child took steps toward me came and sat in my lap, we talked about it, asked forgiveness, and went on our merry way. And it was a simple tweak, very, very simple tweak, because usually what I would do is I would go meet that my child in the corner, and I would tell them, you know, I'm, you know, say you're sorry, blah, 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 blah. Okay, go. And I would go to them, okay? I would go to them, which is, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I just felt in my spirit that I'm going to teach my child a lot more. So what I, will do, what I would do is sit back from the corner. I would, and I would be at the, our kitchen table because that's usually our corner spot. Isn't, so my kitchen, our kitchen table is very close to it. So my child would have to walk maybe a total of 10 steps to get to me so that we could talk about it. But God just really revealed in my heart, like, even in this simple thing, that our hearts are so rebellious, you know, even from a young age, even us, to ask forgiveness, to say our sorry, to have true repentance, it's so hard to take those steps to go and ask for it, to make things right again. And even in our children, so I I do encourage you, try this at home, see what happens. But what I'm teaching my child to do is I'm teaching them to go into action, not just to say words like, I'm sorry, okay, done, but taking steps toward to be able to have that restoration moment, to taking steps towards me to have that repentance moment. It's just a simple tweak, but it changes things. It changes the perspective because what I want everything in our home Everything in our homes needs to 
point our children back to Jesus. So when I say to them, you know, come over here so we can talk about it, so you can say you're sorry, so you can receive forgiveness, that's the same thing we have to do with our Heavenly Father, right? Yes, our Heavenly Father comes to us, but there's there's a lot of times that we have to go to Him and say, God, I'm sorry. I've done wrong. Please forgive me. But a lot of us in our stubbornness and pride, which, you know, I'm not going to go into specific examples or anything right now, but we, we know how that feels in our hearts. There's a lot of times we don't want to go. We don't, we just want to keep on, you know, shoving it away and saying, oh, you know, it's fine and justifying and whatever. But isn't there so much more to be learned when we take those steps towards him, when we take those steps towards repentance and receive that forgiveness? I feel like it changes things in a whole new light. So taking that reaction moment, not just being upset, not just saying words and empty words and just I'm sorry and moving on with our merry way, but having that extra step or that extra step of taking steps towards receiving that forgiveness, taking steps towards repentance changes things and teaches our children to go to Jesus with our sorries, not just he's going to chase you down for all of your sorries because... I don't think that's biblical, but he, no, I know it's not biblical, but the thing is, is when we go to him, when we realize what we've done, it's the grace that we receive when we're there is so much sweeter, so much more wonderful. Yes, his grace is freely given, but we've got to go and ask for it. We've got to go to his presence and to his throne to be able to do that. So even in that simple moment, when something like that goes wrong, teaching our kids to come towards you and take those steps from reaction to action to get forgiveness and repentance and all that good stuff, you know that forgiveness is already there. But the thing is, is it's so much sweeter when your child will take steps towards it. So that's number one. Number two, to ask for help. Okay. And I think a lot of these two also have to do with pride and humility. If you want to look at the root, the root cause of all this. But the next one is to ask for help. How many of us are self-sufficient, I can do it all myself type of people? I know a lot of us are. I am, once again, I preach to myself all the time. But asking for help is something that is humbling. It's something that takes away our pride, but it's an action we need to take. We, we pride ourselves on being able to, I can do it myself. Um, and so we, so when we can't do it ourselves, we just try to plug through it a lot of times and try to figure it out or whatever. As parents, I know that, honey, can I help you? Honey, can I help you? Honey, can I help you? Here, here, let mom do this. Here, let mom do this. And what we're teaching our kids is that we're always going to be there. Yes, and that's wonderful. But at the same time, we need to teach our kids to ask for help too. We need to allow them the opportunity to have that humility moment and say, you know what? I need help. I need you to help me. And we learn so much from those moments when we ask God, Lord, help me. I can't do this on my own. You are the one who helps. You are the one who provides. You are the one who's there. 
it's a different perspective, isn't it? So teaching our kids to ask for help when things get hard or even when things are easy. Now, granted, there's times when our kids ask for help. And we're like, come on, seriously, you can do that yourself. Um, but I'm talking about like things where it becomes a pride issue and a pride moment where kids are like, I'm just going to do it myself or, or even like teaching them to ask for help when things get hard. Because we know like the same with us, with our heavenly father, sometimes we think, okay, I'm going to plug through it. I'm just going to do it myself. But really God's like, I can help you. I'm here. (laughs) Hello. So that's another way, um, of course, balance that out with, you know, personality, because then you don't want learned helplessness either, where like, I can't do it, I can't do it. That's the other side of the coin. I'm talking more of a prideful, I can do everything myself thing, because we want to be able to ask for help. We want our, to teach our kids to be able to ask for help for their Heavenly Father, to be able to do those great things that He's called them to do. Another example is commitment, commitment, commitment. So I kind of talked about that you know, with us as adults before and going to church when we don't feel like it and, and doing those things and like still pursuing, even if we don't feel like not letting our emotions rule it, but do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, yes, our heart may not always be in it, but guess what? God transforms our hearts and we need to allow, give him the space to do so. So it's hard to finish what we start a lot of times. And what we tend to do with commitment when we're committing to something um, and wanting to follow through because everybody can start. Very few can finish. Um, to commit, it it brings out a lot of emotions, tons of emotions, emotions that we didn't even know we had. And our emotions have a tendency to take over when we are trying to commit to something And those emotions usually do everything they can to take us away from that commitment, whether it's working out, whether it is with one of my children um, practicing the piano. Um, It's a a struggle. It's a struggle because like, oh, I already got it. I don't want to do it. I'm blah, 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 blah. And just quickly getting it done to get it done. But what I've told my children is I'm doing this to teach you commitment that we do it despite all of our emotions. We do it. We do it even when we don't want to do it. So in the same way that we have to um, continue to do the right thing and commit to the most important thing as a family, we teach our kids commitment in many different ways so that that one day so that one day they will be completely committed to the heavenly to our heavenly father and what he's called them to do no matter what that they will hang on and still go through and follow through on what the god has truly truly called them to do sometimes do we have to let things go yes i'm not talking about those things but i'm talking about when god has a call in your life there are so many things that are going to come and bombard you and say no 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 but you've got to keep going forward and saying yes 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 this is what god's called me to do because when he's tried us he we will come our goal is to come forth as gold that he makes us into gold so with commitment we need to have that action of finishing what we start so that one day our children will know how to commit to the heavenly to our heavenly father 
that they will know what it means to stick with God through thick and thin and good and mountaintops and valleys that they will, they will know that God is a faithful God and he is always there for them. But they also have to do their part and commit. So not just having that reaction, oh, I know I should be doing it or all the emotions that are telling you, oh, don't, that we still have that action of I'm going to keep pressing forward. I'm going to keep going through. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep close to your heart, Heavenly Father. The last one, the last one that has been very, just in the past couple days, I think it's just COVID fatigue and who knows, lots of craziness. Um, I know probably many of you can relate, but there has been a lot of opportunity for correction in our heart, in our house. Um, and what I found is that um, a couple of my children, of my three, when I correct them, they melt down and it takes a while to get them out of that to be able to you know help them gain perspective and clarity on what their next best step is in correction we tend to just completely react either react with i didn't do it that's not fair um that I, I shouldn't be punished for this or whatever. We tend to just sit there and react and react in very, very strange ways, um, children and adults included. But at the same time, in correct, correction, we need to move not just from that reaction of, ugh, because I'm no, I'm, I'm a perfect, like if I get, when I was a kid, and even sometimes still as an adult, if I get corrected on something, I just, mm, it's not my fault. It's not fair. They don't know the whole story, da, 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 all of those things. And a lot of that is reaction. It's just my reaction to the situation, but it does not help to move me towards an action. What I've had to teach my kids is to be teachable, that no, you're not going to get everything right. And when I correct you, when I correct you, when I tell you not to do something or to do it this way, it's not because you're a bad child. It is not because you are um, doing, you're, you're horrible or you're wrong or whatever. I'm doing this to help you get to be all that God has created you to be. I'm correcting you because all of us, all of us, you need refinement. All of us need help and mentorship to be everything that God has created us to be. So when I correct you, it's a good thing. It's for your good. It's because I love you. I wouldn't correct you if I didn't love you. And so helping our kids to see in correction, I do this because I love you. I do this because I know that you have something gold in you and I want to bring that gold out. I correct you and I want you to receive that correction and be teachable and say, you know what? Yes, I messed up on this, but I'm going to do, this is how I'm going to do it next time. I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to move forward. Now, is that an easy lesson to learn? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But helping our kids to start thinking in that way rather than just, I'm terrible, I'm horrible, and this and that and the other. But saying, okay, no, that's not true. But let's think, this is what you did. How can we act and make that better next time?
So as I said, kind of four little random sort of seemingly connected examples of reaction to action. But what I want you to get more than anything is that when we are teaching our children to get out of reaction and into action, we're not doing it for them, but we're giving them opportunities to act. We're giving them opportunities to do the right step, to do the right thing, and to take steps towards their heavenly father who can help them, who can forgive them, to who can call them and help them commit, and who corrects them and lovingly, lovingly gives them grace so that they can be all that he has designed and created them to be. You can do something about it. You can train your kids to do something about it. We need to all take a step towards doing the right thing today. And that's all I've got for you today. So let me close today by praying for you that we will move from reaction to action and be the solution providers, the generous people of God that are going to do amazing things for him and change the world around us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your call on our lives. Thank you for making us parents. Thank you for letting us see you reflected in our parenting. And Lord, as we go deeper into the parenting journey and be purposeful and intentional in the things that we're doing, Lord, that you will help develop within us delight, discipline, and discipleship in not only ourselves, but give us ways and wisdom on how we can train up our children in the way that they should go so that they can go and do and act and be all that you have created them to be. We love you, Jesus. We thank you so much for being who you are, and we give our lives to serve you. In your name, amen. 3D Legacy, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time.